This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. It's awesome to see you all. I want to commend you and honor you again for coming out on such a cold morning. Um, yeah, it's always precious to spend time together. Um, I want to start with a quiz this morning. I want to see who has already had some coffee and who still needs some coffee. Okay, so who can tell me what are the areas that we are trusting God to grow in this year? Okay, worship, okay. Prayer, community, finance, yeah. Stewardship, yeah. One more. There we go. Hallelujah. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Well done. The rest of you, I think you must go and grab some coffee quickly. Okay. So in the beginning of the year, we said healthy things grow. All right. And a healthy church community doesn't only grow in size and number, but also in strength and depth. Amen. And so I just, I know maybe it gets boring and, and so on, but I think it's good to always take, take account. Lord, am I, am I growing? Am I um, pressing in and, and trusting you for growth? And, and we can look at these, at these areas as just a few parameters on a tick sheet, or we can really see it as good works that we engage in by faith. Okay? We, need, we need to be practical about our Christianity. I don't know about you, but I, I don't just want people to know that I'm a Christian because of some bumper sticker. I want, I, I, I want people to, to as, as we get practical with our Christianity, that they, that they come to know Christ. Because I really believe as, as we practice these, in these areas, it's actually works of faith. When we engage in these good works by faith, I trust that we will get to know God more, we will glorify Him more, and the world around us will, will come to know Him more. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay. So, we're on the same page. For now, some more quizzes, okay? Um, who can tell me what the word disciple means? Solid, solid. Yes, it's, it means follower, and we'll look, a, we'll look at a bit more of the, that um, definition a bit later. All right, another question. Where was Saul heading when he encountered Christ? Okay, mooi man. And who was the man that met him there? No, no, no. When, when he got to the place, when he got to Damascus, who was the man that met him there? The questions, they get more and more difficult, okay? Good, good answer, good answer. But what was that certain disciple's name? Okay, awesome. Next year we'll have Bible school. <laughs> okay, he was, it was Ananias. All right. Okay, does the name Ananias ring a bell for anyone? Okay, you must do Bible school twice next year. Okay, so... Does the name Ananias, apart from this Ananias at Damascus, can anyone of you think about any other Ananiases? 
Okay, awesome. It's, we're having the, the right sermon this morning. Okay, we'll, we'll get back to that. That's an interesting thing I came across. All right. So that was just sort of a short trailer for this morning's sermon. We will get to the full-length blockbuster in just a bit. And one of the main characters took up only about eight verses Bible and the New Testament. Okay, so the one main character only took about eight took up about eight verses in the New Testament, and the other one actually wrote quarter to a half of the New Testament. All right. And today for change we're gonna look a bit more at the man with the underestimated significance. Okay, we're gonna look at the eight verse character. So Remember a while ago we, we spoke, we had a, a series on the Word of God. Okay, anyone remember? Okay. And um, we, we touched on some different ways that we can study the Word of God. Um, we said that we can take one scripture and really meditate on it and, and pray about it and trust God to really reveal it to our spirits and, and make it part of our lives. And then we said we can maybe take a specific topic like finances or, or faith or the Holy Spirit and we can make a study of that specific topic throughout Scripture. Or we can maybe take a specific book and just read it from the beginning to end. All right? So recently I've started to, to read Acts and as I was reading through this following section, a few wows just really jumped out on me and stirred my heart with faith and excitement. And um, I just want to encourage you, when, when, when we ask the Lord to speak to us through His Word and we ask the Holy Spirit to make it alive to us, He really is faithful, okay? The Word of God is alive. And, 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 and we can't just go through it. And, and like I said, we don't just want, as for instance, as example, those um, areas of growth. We don't just want to go and tick, okay, I've prayed a bit today, I've worshipped a bit today, okay, I've spent some time in the Word. No, we must engage the Word of God by faith and ask the Holy Spirit to make it alive for us, okay? So today we're going to read quite a bit of Scripture, but, but a specific section, okay? We're going to focus on Acts 9. So you know the story. Um, and it's a story, it's a dramatic story. So I'm, I, I want to read through the whole story so that we just can get, a, you know, get into the story. So Acts 9. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. 
Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said in a vision, in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go. Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and children of Israel. For I will show him many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, said, Brother Saul. Okay, let's stop there. We're going to go back to specific parts of, of the scripture. Like I said, it was, I was just going through this, and I, and I realized, yo, this Ananias guy. And I was really stirred um, as I went through this um, part of Scripture. Now let's, let's, let's break it down a bit and, and look at it, all right? Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. I want us, like I said, we're going we're gonna to zoom in today a bit more on this eight-verse fellow called Ananias, right? So Ananias, the name means whom Jehovah has graciously given I think that's quite a cool name, all right? So to whomever you encounter, you can be a gracious gift. Ananias, whom Jehovah has graciously given. And interesting, as, as I said, I'm, I'm studying Acts. I came across and I saw that there's two other Ananias in Acts as well. They unfortunately didn't walk in the fullness of their God-given identity, okay? If we want to put it like this, we can say there was the rebellious Ananias, the husband of Sapphira, who lived in Jerusalem and dropped dead when he lied about money to God and men in Acts 5 verses 1 to 6. Does anyone remember that story? Okay, so that Ananias didn't walk as a gracious gift, okay? Then we can put it in this way that there was the religious Ananias. He was the high priest of the Jews around about 47 to 59 AD, um, he actually persecuted um, Paul, right? In, in Acts 23 verse 2, and, and then apparently around the year 66, he was slain by, by Zachary. Like I said, it's blockbuster kind of stuff, okay? But these two Ananiases, the one was a bit religious, and the other one was a bit rebellious, and then we come across this certain disciple, the righteous Ananias, who was a Christian living in Damascus. Okay. So we're going to walk through this, through these few um, verses, step by step. And I want us to look at some powerful aspects surrounding this man who God sent to Saul as a gracious gift. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. A certain disciple. So I said we're going to look, look a bit more at the definition of a disciple. So I, I, I looked at a few resources and dictionaries. And, and 
the full, the, um, a quite thorough description and definition of what a disciple um, is, is the following. A learner, a learner devoted to following and confessing Christ. So it's someone that's learning and continually learning and devoted to follow, but not only just to follow, but also to confess Christ. One who believes his teaching, who relies on his sacrifice. This, this was quite um, beautiful to me. He, uh, who absorbs his spirit and imitates his example. So it's not just some, someone that enjoys someone's teaching and gets full of his teaching and just gains head knowledge, but absorbs his spirit and from that place imitates his, his example. All right, so you're talking about a certain disciple named Ananias. So, yeah, we don't see a man carrying a big title. It's just a certain disciple. It's not a, he doesn't have a big title like prophet or apostle or bishop. He doesn't have a large resume and, and years of Bible school knowledge. You know, this was, you know, in the first century, it's not clear, but it might have been like a year or two after Jesus died and after the Holy Spirit was poured out. It's, it's not clear, um, but it's definitely not 200 years and, and 2,000 years after many Bible school teachings and books and everything. No, no, no. It was close to um, the time that everything was hot and happening, all right? So he was just a certain devoted follower of Christ. Like we said, he's a learner that's devoted to following Christ, a certain disciple. And to him the Lord in and to him the Lord said in a vision. God spoke to Ananias in a vision. Okay? When we go and look at, at, at Joel two verse twenty eight, I want to encourage us this morning. Right? I'm not standing here with some title pastor, bishop, whatever. No, I'm, I'm also just a certain disciple. Okay? We are all together here, I believe, this morning as followers of Christ, as, as disciples. Okay? So I want to encourage you guys with this. Listen to this in Joel 2 verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. So here in Acts 9, we just see one of many instances where, where Joel 2 verse 28 is fulfilled. And we see that this powerful, we, we see a powerful promise that any follower of Christ any certain disciple can receive and function in the Holy Spirit. I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Okay? Ananias said the Lord, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight. I want to ask us this morning, are we expectant for God to speak to us today or tomorrow sometime in this week? 
Or do we think that God can only speak to Heinrich Titus or Angus Bakken or Suzette Dutton or Todd White? Or any, do we think it's only God's only speaking to them? Or do we expect Him to speak to us? Do we believe that He can speak to any certain disciple? Are we, are we ready? This, this um, section reminds me about um, Samuel's responses as well when, when God spoke to him. Are we ready to listen and respond with a, here I am, Lord? And Ananias, here I am, Lord. And are we ready to respond with that, that, that when God says, arise and go? It's one thing to hear, but it's another thing to be ready to say, okay, I'm ready to go. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. I'm going to continue in this, in, 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 with the scripture, but I don't know about you, but my logical, calculated self probably would also have responded um, like Ananias did and maybe negotiated a bit with God first. Because then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man. How much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all the call, who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias sort of applied some logic here and said, You know, this doesn't add up so good with my idea of how I'm going to be a Christian you know I like to feel all the nice comfort and warm fuzzy feelings but you know this guy that you are sending me to I don't know about that if that's now fitting in with my um, idea and my diary for the week but God graciously shared his purpose with Ananias Sometimes in other parts of Scripture, we just see Jesus told someone, do this. He didn't explain to people why you must go and sell all your goods. He just said, go and sell all your goods. He didn't expound on it. But here we see that God graciously shared his purpose with Ananias. And there is great power in knowing God's purpose and will in your life. Amen? And then we see Ananias went his way and entered the house, laying his hands on him, and said, Brother Saul. So, it's clear to us from what we read in Acts that Saul was without a doubt persecuting Christians. But who knows, it might have even been that people that were close to Ananias were harmed by Saul. We don't know, but it's, I mean, it, it's, it, there's quite a good possibility. And Ananias was probably trembling um, uh, upon getting this command. But, but between determining to be obedient and go, and finally arriving where Saul was lodging, something changed in Ananias. Okay? We see where he went from this point of, you know, Lord, I don't know if this is such a good or safe idea. To, we see a change in it. And, and I want to add... Um, on to Joel 2 verse 28 with Acts verse 1, Acts 1 verse 8. 
But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Are we getting excited here this morning? Okay. A certain disciple command from God, someone with a need, and the Holy Spirit. I believe as, as Ananias decided, yes, I'm going, and as he went for it, the Holy Spirit empowered him and poured out love into his heart and gave him the boldness needed to complete the task that God sent him forth for. God won't empower us to walk on water if we remain in the boat. We don't need the Holy Spirit to love our neighbors if we don't go knocking on the door of their lives. Okay? We don't need the Holy Spirit to watch TV. Okay? I don't know about you, but when I need when when I I need to go out and share the gospel with someone, it's I I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit for, for boldness. I need the Holy Spirit for guidance. I don't need the Holy Spirit to guide me which channel to watch on the TV. Okay? God won't empower us to walk on water if we remain in the boat. God won't pour out love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit if we don't go knocking on the doors of our neighbors. Okay? I see I, a beautiful, I saw a beautiful thing here. Look at how Ananias addresses Saul when they first meet. Brother Saul. He, had, he hasn't met Saul. And this was actually a guy who was, might have persecuted family or friends of Ananias. But he greets him, Brother Saul. The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, sent me. Listen closely. Sent me. That you might receive your sight and, and be, filled, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and received his sight at once. And he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, is, not, is, is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose, so that he, that, that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? Sorry. But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that Jesus is the Christ. Remember, at face value, I've touched on this, but at face value, this seemed like quite a dangerous mission for Ananias. Paul had the authority to imprison him and put him in chains. Ananias was almost like a shepherd boy going up to a giant with a slingshot. Okay? But Ananias knew that he was sent by God. He was sent by God. And as it says in, in Romans 10 verse 15, 
How can men preach unless they are sent? Okay? Now, we have to find a balance here because sometimes we wait for so many signs of confirmation that we end up never going at all. Right? But Jesus has already commanded us, go then and make disciples of all nations. Okay? So God has already given us that command and that commission to, to go and make disciples. Okay? However, at the same time, we can't just do things because they seem good. We, we must know what, what God is leading us by His Spirit. All right? How God is leading us by His Spirit. As the Word says in Romans as well, for those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Okay? So, it, it, when, when we know God has spoken, then, then even if something seems scary or if it doesn't make sense, we will, we will see the fruit of God's purposes prevail. Okay? And, and like I said, there's this balance because, between um, waiting upon the Lord and, and, and being completely passive, okay? And waiting upon the Lord, getting confirmation and going, all right? But also, if, we, if we're not going to trust God, if we're not going to ask Him, Lord, let your kingdom come this week. Lord, send someone um, over my path this week that I can share your word. If we're not going to ask the Lord and trust for that, it's never going to happen. Because, I mean, the enemy is happy with all of us just watching soapies and series and vegging, Okay? So, God can do anything, but we must, we must ask the Lord to see His kingdom come and His will be done. Okay? I'm running ahead of myself. Yeah, so as we learn as we go. All right? The more we trust God and the more we, we walk with the Spirit, the more we will learn um, in, 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 in more detail. Left here, right there. No today, yes tomorrow. This door, not that door, okay? We learn and grow as we go. Now, another point that I want to emphasize. We've seen here that, that Ananias was sent. We've seen that there was a change in his heart um, between sort of wanting to, to negotiate with God to being bold, going to this guy, and, and maybe a place of sort of not wanting to have anything to do with, with Paul to the place where he's calling him brother. We see here that a mere certain disciple, obedient to the Holy Spirit, laid his hands on a blind, shaken man, who up to that very recent point in time had been breathing threats and murder. Okay? So it was not Apostle Ananias, Prophet Ananias, it was just a certain disciple who was obedient to the Holy Spirit. Who, who went up to this very scary and dangerous guy. And then in that moment, in that instant, Saul was transformed and empowered. Okay? We can see Paul was quick out of the blocks. Right? But in that instant, just, just a certain disciple who was obedient brought across this instant transformation in, in Saul and after this, Paul laid hands on many people. After, after this day, Paul laid hands on, on many people and did many wonders and wrote a great part of the New Testament. But it all started with a certain disciple who was ready to listen, to rise, to arise, to go, and to complete the task as the Holy Spirit um, guided him. Okay? 
And just look at, at the ripple effect that this certain disciples' act of obedience had in the early church. I'm, I'm basically ending off already. In verse 26 of Acts 9, And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. And he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road, and they had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So he was with them at Jerusalem, coming in and going out. Verse 31. I, I like the way the, the Amplified put it here. So the church throughout Judea and Galilee and Samaria enjoyed peace without persecution. The main persecution, persecutor had now been, um, uh, been born again. Hallelujah. So the church throughout Judea and Galilee and Samaria enjoyed peace without persecution, being built up in wisdom, virtue, and faith. And this is beautiful for me as well. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort and encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it continued to grow in numbers. A certain disciple. We don't read about him again. We didn't read about him before that. Just came in, was obedient, and now we have the New Testament. Just a certain disciple. Just a guy living somewhere in some town who was ready to respond to what the Holy Spirit was saying. We spoke about the other two Ananias characters. Which one are we going to be? This is hectic, right? Are we going to be stuck in the security of riches? Like, like Ananias of Sapphira? Are we going to be stuck as the high priest Ananias, with callous religion, he actually ordered for, for Paul to be, to be beaten. Or will we just be the honest Ananias, was ready to be guided and helped and empowered by the Holy Spirit? Okay? God, God was gracious. Ananias responded, yeah, I am, Lord. And then when God told him what to do, he was just honest. Lord, this is a bit hectic for me. But still, as, as he got out of the boat, God empowered him. As he, as he started going, we don't know what happened there, but, but he went from the place of being afraid of Saul to, to walking in and, and, and saying, Brother Saul. Sometimes we just need to Sometimes I just pray this prayer, Lord, if there's any lie that I'm believing in my life, just let the Holy Spirit come and lead me into all truth. You know? Sometimes there's these little lies that actually have a big effect on us. Do I believe that I'm just a certain, unworthy, nowhere disciple 
Or do I believe that Christ qualifies me to be used by God? Because there's no other qualification. There's no other right or merit that I can say, yeah, okay, fine, I'm, I'm sorted, you can take me, God, you can use me. No, 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 no. We are only qualified in Christ. But don't believe the lie that you're unworthy. It's by faith in Christ we are qualified. This is a question when I was really blessed when the missions team came in and, and it's that kind of thing that it's for me it's not the easiest thing to, to go and reach um, out and just start speaking to people. You know, I, if, if, you, if you're still getting to know me a bit, I'm, I'm actually an introvert. I just love people, okay? But I can drive around and camp on my own for like a week and I can just play guitar and chill and I'm fine. I, I recharge on my own, but I love people, Okay? But I was just so blessed when they, when they came and we just realized, you know, we, we have to go out um, in this week. We can't just sort of, it's good to, to, to strengthen the church and to encourage the church, but we have to go out as well. God, God is, you know, it's part of the Great Commission. And, and as we went, you know, I also experienced this thing that as we went, God stirred love in my heart for the people that we connected with and, and shared with. And, and sometimes I ask myself this question, and, and this is a tough question. If I don't get excited about leading someone to salvation in Christ, has the joy of my own salvation maybe grown a bit cold? You know? That, that, that's Because I also read in this week, if, if we really believe what God says in His Word, if we really believe it, if we really trust it, we spoke about faith last week, if we really believe um, what God is saying, how much different will our lives look? Okay? Maybe this morning we just need to come before God and, and ask Him to restore the joy of our salvation so that out of that place we can share. Who knows who's the next soul or Billy Graham or Angus Buchan that we might come across this week even. Who knows? It's amazing how someone like, I don't know if you know C.S. LaRue, but he's one of um, the senior pastors of Shofa, and he's, he's a very strong evangelist. He, he can keep you busy with hours and hours of stories of divine encounters of people that he's met and, and how God has um, done mighty things in people's lives. Who knows what kind of fruit can come from one simple act of obedience? Do we expect God to speak to us and, and to lead us Do I desire the powerful help of the Holy Spirit? This kind of life is only possible through the Holy Spirit. 
Like the word says, the flesh profits nothing, but the spirit gives life. Let's pray together. Father, we, we thank you this morning just in the time of worship, Lord God, how we could sense, Lord God, that you want in, Lord. You want to come into our chaos. You want to come in, Lord, into our, our confusion, our pain, Lord. And we thank you, Lord God, that you've made provision for that in Christ, through your blood, through, through your body, Jesus. We come and thank you for that. We come and thank you that you meet us where we are at this morning, Lord. As we see throughout Scripture, Lord God, how you met with imperfect people. Even, even people like Saul who was persecuting, murdering your children, Lord. By your great grace, Lord, you met him, Lord. Thank you this morning, Lord God, that you meet us, Lord, in the midst of our chaos, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our confusion. And I really pray, Lord, that we will be ready to trust you with all those things, Lord. And that we will walk, Lord. I just want to pray this over us as a church. That we will walk as more than conquerors. Through Christ who loves us. And who gave his life for us. That from that place, Lord God. From that place maybe of where we think. No, I'm just a certain disciple. I'm, I haven't got it all sorted out. I'm, no, this thing that God is calling me to. No, someone else must do it. I'm not qualified. I'm not equipped. I'm not strong enough in the Lord. Lord God, thank you, Lord God, that you come and deliver us this morning, Lord God, of every lie and deception, Lord God, that tries to disqualify us as children of God, Lord God, that tries to disqualify us as people that can change the world around us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that I can speak over Shofar Valfus Bay, Lord God, that we can be a church, Lord God, that is filled and empowered and led by your Holy Spirit, Lord God, that can make an impact in this town, Lord God, this town, Lord God, that is broken and hurting and confused, Lord. Father, I pray, Jesus, author and right faith in our hearts, Lord God, this morning, Lord God. Lord, that we will, that we can know, yes, we can come with boldness to the throne of grace, Lord God. Yes, Lord God, that we can come, Lord God, even when we've fallen short in sin, Lord God, that we can, that we will be a people, Lord God, that is ready to run to the Father, to run to the Father, not to, to, to um, sink away, Lord God, in sin and shame and despair, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that you've sent your Son, Lord God. That we can be no longer slaves of sin, Lord God, that, but we can be sons of the Most High God. And I declare that over us as, as a church, Lord God. 
thank you, Lord God, that we no longer need to be slaves of sin, but that we can be sons of the living God and daughters of the living God. Lord, and from that place, oh God, that you come this, even this morning, Lord, and you, you restore the joy of our salvation, Lord God. And that we will be as it as as the words of in in the words of the disciples, Lord. We cannot keep silent because of what we've seen and heard, Lord. Open up our spiritual eyes, open up our spiritual ears, O God. Transform, transform us by renewal of our minds, O God. Give us hearts of flesh again, Lord. Let us come and cast down our callous hearts of stone this morning, Lord. Restore to us, Lord, the joy of your salvation. And thank you, Lord God, that you do not take your Holy Spirit from us, Lord. But that you pour out your Holy Spirit on all flesh, Lord. And that includes us that are sitting here this morning, Lord. Just a certain group of disciples, followers of Christ, people that are dependent on Jesus. People that want to keep on learning from Jesus. We want to keep on learning from you, Lord. But thank you, Lord God, that we can also be a church, Lord God, as we are learning, as we are growing, Lord God, that we can go out, Lord, and love this world. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord, that we can just entrust that you are the one that that, that brings that growth in, in our lives as individuals, that brings that growth in us as a church, Lord. that stirs that joy and peace and love in us, Lord God, that can multiply even into this town, Lord. And I really want to invite you this morning. I want to encourage you. Like I've said before, let's be people that respond to the Word of God. Let us not just come and and feel nice about a few nice words. Let's respond to the Word of God. If there's something that captured your heart this morning, if you want to come to the front and let us pray together as leaders, or if you just want to grab someone from your small group and and ask them to pray together, let's pray together. The Holy Spirit, the, the Father has sent the promise of the Holy Spirit to help each and every one of us. Not some apostles, not some pastors, not some this and that us as his disciples he has has sent his Holy Spirit to help us a certain group of disciples so I encourage you let's respond I'm just going to close for us um, but if you've got that prayer need or something is stirred in your heart this morning some conviction or let's, let's pray together Father, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord God, that you do not leave us as orphans, Lord. Thank you that you are God with us. And that even in this, this week, Lord God, your word, that specific word that you want to perform a specific task in our lives, Lord God, that, that it will um, reach its purpose in our lives, Lord. 
And Holy Spirit, thank you that you help us and guide us and strengthen us as we go into this into this week to live lives, oh God, that go beyond just our needs, oh God. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share. Sing.